Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We speak today to Leon Kurtzer, who is the CEO of Jubilee Metals. They are a tailings company listed on the AIM, about 75 million market cap. The share price has struggled, uh, fairly stagnant uh, for the last few years um, as they've been through some growing pains, uh, moved from a service provider into an owner. Small-scale projects on the whole up until now, where they just announced today a 150 million ton copper project in Zambia, which they are going to be tackling. That I think is going to give the market the scale that it's been looking for and interest in this company. Again, enjoy the podcast. Leon, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, thank you. Where are you? Uh, where are you hold up at the moment? Well, I'm actually sitting in my office. Um, here in South Africa, we are very um, hard at work. Um, we, of course, are operational during this time. So I won't say it's business as usual, but it definitely for the South African businesses are operating at full speed and as hard as we can. Fantastic. Okay, just there will be people new to this story. We've interviewed it a couple of times, but there will be people new to this. Can you give us that one minute elevator pitch and we'll pick it up from there? Okay, sure. So Jubilee Metals Group uh, is, as the name says, we are a diversified metals producer. Um, we are quite a large player in the chrome, platinum, palladium, rhodium space. What makes us unique as a company is that all of our facilities, uh, all of our production units are at surface. We own the resources that are all at surface, uh, that are basically previously regarded as waste, that we reprocess, um, we develop our processes in-house, uh, we own our plants and we manufacture uh, various groups of metals, as I said. Chrome, very big, platinum, palladium, rhodium, large. And of course, uh, last year, towards the end, we made a big splash into Zambia, going after base metals such as copper, zinc, lead and vanadium. Fantastic. Okay. Um, let's just kind of um, start a, a little bit earlier, because we are going to talk about a big copper um, play, which you've announced this morning. Um, and I, I will, we will get there, but again, for people perhaps new to this and trying to understand, you know, what, what does tailings processing mean? You know, you know, I think t to me, it's it's mining without the risk because everything's at surface. There's no mystery about what's happening under the ground. It's just sitting there at the surface and you've got to work out how to process it. Now, you've come from a technical background. You've come up, you came up with technical solutions, provided services to mining companies about how they could process it, but segued and this is where you're going into being an owner. So you gave us some clues there. So why, why did you do that? I, 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 I love your question. Um, you know, if you really take a step back into history, you spot on correct. Um, we, are, we were a group of very specialized process engineers um, in the company. Uh, we formed uh, a vision that uh, initially we were consulting to most of the large mining houses out there on the fact that what they regard as waste truly isn't. Um, it purely was waste because at the time, the processing solution had not addressed the recovery of those metals. Uh, and from slowly growing our balance sheet as a group, we initially, we had to partner with companies, we had to consult with companies, we had to provide the solution, but not own the operations because our balance sheet couldn't carry it. Uh, we started establishing ourselves in the industry. Industry started recognizing us as uh, having true knowledge uh, in this space. And as our balance sheet grew, it allowed us to actually take ownership 
of our solutions rather than providing solutions is to actually own the solution. Um, and of course, then finally, uh, as our balance sheet and our support from my investors group, uh, not only owning the operations, but also acquiring the actual waste. So therefore owning both your input as well as the facility that extracts uh, the value and then market the value uh, into the uh, market. Right, so let me, let me understand technically what you came up with, okay? You, you talked about Chrome, some PGMs, and clearly coppers in the mix now. Um, what, ex what exactly is the process for people? Just again, just trying to understand you know, how complex this is or how simple this is. Sure, so simplistically, most mining companies, when they process materials, they recover their main targeted material, be it copper or chrome or, or, or um, uh, uh, PGMs, platinum group metals. In that process, uh, they discard uh, a component of waste, which are then store on surface, uh, and it remains dormant, mostly on surface. Um, our expertise as Jubilee is we take a sample uh, of that waste because it's at surface. You don't have to dig it underground. Uh, it's visible. Um, you take a, it's very simple to access. Uh, we have our own facilities where we then profile this waste very accurately to identify the root cause on why. Why was this metal discarded as waste? Once we've been able to solve that question or have an answer to that question, we then develop a process solution to target that metal extraction. Um, and our in-house capability means that we, are, we design, implement, and build these facilities and operate these facilities. We then extract from surface material at surface to produce either a high-grade concentrate or a final metal, depending on what our end clients require um, from us. Again, can we just harking back to previous conversations? Yeah, well, I think last time we spoke, you'd, you'd raised about just over six million bucks. Um, so pounds at pounds. I apologise, six million pounds um, to strengthen your balance sheet. And you've made some uh, reference there to the need to strengthen balance sheets. You know, and there's a kind of pace at which you can grow as a consequence um, into this kind of ownership status. Um, I would say, you know, for, for, as an investor, I'm, I'm looking and say, well, where, where's, the, where's the scale come from? You know, because you were talking about very small projects previously, and I, I know you had ambitions. And today's announcement, I think, possibly begins to address that. I mean, tell us why you've gone for something as big as this now. Excellent. Um, you're spot on correct uh, in your summary is, yes, of course, what, you know, what we've been able to secure as much as our earnings generation um, is significant from the scale we are at, um, what we realize as a group and our dream uh, was always to demonstrate the ability to take what we do at the platinum, palladium, chrome levels and dramatically scale up that into the base metal solutions because the quantities of waste in base metal is dramatically larger than what it would be in precious metals. Um, you know, we've, we've often said before that if you look at Zambia as a country, there's more than a billion uh, tons of waste tailings lying at surface. That's the size of a mines um, lying at surface, um, which is classed as waste. We have honed our skill over the last six years to identify and characterize these tailings to identify, but why is the copper 
for example, in that way. So we knew that the natural next migration or evolution for our company was to go from implementing projects where we have in South Africa, where the project life might be eight years, to, 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 to upscale that project into the, what we've announced this morning, where now we're speaking of 150 million tons of surface material, which is basically the feed to our facility, which is suddenly your project lifespan goes to 15, 20 year lifespans to process through that waste um, into the future. So it's a whole, it's basically demonstrating to the market that yes, we've shown you, we can extract value from waste. Yes, and we can do it very profitably and uh, very efficiently, but we can also do it at scale at a sustainable level. Okay. Um, going that's 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 okay. Essentially, you said a few interesting things there to me because you you talk about a, a billion tons of surface just in one country alone, right? Um, I'm I'm assuming by all of this, the technically, you feel that the solution is is competent enough to be able to deliver you uh, ec economic re return on you know in terms of the ability to extract the right uh, you know volume of, of return there. A billion tons in Zambia. That, as an investor, gets me excited because, as you say, that's like a large-scale mine. I mean, a big mine, and it's sitting at surface without the risk. You're just saying, we've already worked out how to extract it. Now we just need to feed it through. So, again, how do you go about financing something like that? Because the potential at the other end is, is huge in terms of what it, what it can create, but you're going to have to spend some money to be able to start that process. So what, are, what is the process for you in the next few months? If, if we unpack what we've done in Zambia, copper specifically, how did we get to this position? Because that really would answer how we're going to fund uh, this kind of project as well. Our first step into Zambia was to secure a refinery. We bought it off Glencore, we refurbished it, and we recommissioned the copper refinery circuit late December last year. And we did that very, very specifically. We recommissioned that copper refinery circuit on tails, tails which we own, smallish, but it's tails we own. We did that to demonstrate to the non-believer that yes, we can take waste and in fact upgrade it and refine it and produce A-grade copper cathode, which demands a premium in the market from waste. So we have a full or a demonstration facility running to this day, producing copper cathode, which we sell. So the full stream has been demonstrated. We then said, well, our next step up for that refinery is let's engage and use our location where we acquired this refinery, which is in the central province of Zambia. So it's not competing with other refineries, uh, which are all bunched together in the northern province. And we engage with the mines in our area to get off take from their material. So we provide them with a solution to upgrade their mined rock upgrade that rock and bring it into our refinery so we step up our, our production again. And again, it's to demonstrate to our targeted funders that we can take waste, make copper cathode, we can run our refinery at a higher level to make more copper cathode to where we are today. And then we take to our funders this large opportunity we've now acquired and say, come with us and let's fund this through our balance sheet, which is now unleveraged, our cash flow in our group, thanks to South Africa, which is significant and sustainable, and let's jointly fund this project. Uh, if you look at the type of capital numbers this project demand, 
where Jubilee's cash flow is today, we are quite confident that we will be funding the construction of the facility needed to upgrade that 150 million tons before we refine it to copper cathode using our balance sheet and using our um, banking facilities being that we are in discussions at the moment. So we had that very fortunate position where because we were so conservative in growing our balance sheet, that today we sit with a strong net cash position, an extremely low debt level in the company. During this COVID time, we actually settled debt in our group, preparing our balance sheet uh, for this event. Um, and now we're sitting at a position where our balance sheet is strong. We're making significant positive cash flow, and we've attracted the interest from various banking institutions. And that's how we thought to fund uh, okay. these facilities. Okay, again, interesting um, to understand that. So you've demonstrated a proof of concept, and I'm, I'm understanding that and the conservative nature of, of, of your organization says that you've, you've done it the right way. I, I get that. But if I'm looking at your share price, it hasn't really kind of moved, okay? So we've been bouncing. Obviously, you, like everyone else, had the, the COVID V-shaped recovery uh, there that we've, we've, and we will talk about COVID in a second, so I'm, I'm intrigued. Um, but it's, it's sort of bouncing along the same, same value for a long time now. So again, I'm going to ask you, so how do I, as an investor, get a sense of, You've just described a, f a financial process that you're going to go through to, to kind of get this facility up and running. But I'm interested in scale. You've got a mountain of copper tailings here, a mountain. How do you get some scale to the operation? I mean, it, it talks to me about some of the numbers that you're proposing around the facilities that you're um, upgrading. Of course. So if you look at just where we are, South Africa, you know, South Africa, you've seen our the financial numbers we release half year on half year. We we tend to grow by double digit, 30, 40% every half year. And, uh, and that will continue this year since we've, um, uh, have a, uh, you know, another PGM project we commissioned late last year. So from South Africa side, our earnings speak for themselves, but you're quite right. The breakthrough, I believe, that was always required for our group was to show that beyond South Africa's growth in earnings, that we can grow those earnings and sustain them for a long period of time. That our projects have gone uh, into, from the size that we are speaking of in South Africa to a multiple in size in, 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 in Zambia, but for a sustained period. You know, we're speaking of in excess of 15, 20 year projects. And just to give you a sense of numbers, you know, our refinery's capacity is roughly about 14,000 tons of copper cathode per annum. That's the refinery capacity. Just this project that we've now secured will fill that capacity. Beyond the fact that that capacity is already being used in part by our own waste, that's the magnitude of this project we've secured. Now, 14,000 tons of copper selling at $5,800 a ton, and you're running at 35% margins, you start dwarfing your South African earnings potential just from a single copper project. That's the magnitude of what we are pursuing. And as you accurately said, this is just one tailing stamp. We are well engaged pursuing far more than just this one tailing stamp because we know we've taken the lead in this space and it's now up to us to run as hard as we bloody well can to ensure we, we, we capitalize on that lead. We've spent this past few months ensuring that we engage with the authorities, that they know what we're doing, 
They know how responsible we are. They know that we, we enforce zero effluent facilities, that what we leave behind is far safer and environmentally more friendly than what was there before we arrived. All of those things we have done in the background to ensure that we are in the leading position. And we also do know that yes, tailings is at surface. Yes, it hasn't got a mining risk fact, but you need process expertise and not everybody has got that. So the barrier to entry is the lessons we've learned to get to this position where we know what the solutions are. We've demonstrated the solution uh, at our copper refinery and we can capitalize on that advantage. So that really is, is what Zambia brings and offers to our shareholders. And I'm, you know, I'm, I can't say that it will, but I'm sure as I'm quite convinced, it will finally give that impetus that the market needed to show that a waste processing metals recovery company is a sustainable and a company of scale. That's what this brings. Uh, yeah, I think that, I think that's right. I mean, we're very, sorry, very uh, quick um, tip of the hat to the remedi remediation component to this. I think I'd forgotten that. Uh, that's actually quite a strong point. Um, certainly, some of the ESG topics we're discussing, you know, I think it's more and more important for for companies. But you were talking the language there of trying to get governments to understand what you're doing and you're doing it the right way, responsibly, and so forth. But this is about. Um, Sales, right? You've got one big project here, 150 million tons. That is a huge project. It's extremely, you're talking 15 to 20 years. That gives me comfort that there's some longevity to this and we're not skipping from one small project to the next. I get it. But where's the next 150 million ton project coming from? Because if I can get sight that you have a chain of these things, not just in Namibia, but potentially elsewhere, all of a sudden you become a very interesting organization. Absolutely correct. It's as if you've had an eye into our boardroom discussions. Um, quite correct. Um, we are working very hard to ensure that we are project rich um, with a pipeline waiting to be executed. Um, and that's why we gave that aspirational target in our announcement that we are pursuing 25,000 tons of copper cathode pan. That's what we are targeting. Now, to get there, we would need at least two of these projects with a third one in the wings. Um, to get there sustainably. So that's our target. Uh, we have What we have done in the background is we have characterized the waste in Zambia. We know which three it is that we want. We started engaging with all three. We just happened to land this one first um, coming forward. So there are many more of these type of tailings dams in Zambia. We are finding ourselves in a space that is not crowded by competitors um, because Tailings is not as simplistic on processing as what many people believe it should be. And you're quite right. Once we've done it in, in Zambia, we can replicate that. You've got the northern side of Namibia. You've got Chile. All of these countries is no different than Zambia, except in scale. Um, so it is so simple to replicate what we are doing. And because of what we've done in the past, engage at the most highest executive levels of the large mining companies, we've made them aware. This is what we are able to do. We've made the authorities aware. This is what we are able to do in responsibly so. To make sure that people are aware of our aspirations, aware of our capabilities. Yes, you're quite right. This is a very big project and we must bring to our shareholders one or two more of similar size to show how rich the pipeline is. 
uh, going forward. I'm liking what I'm hearing on the copper side because, as you say, base metals, they, they, they tend to be much larger tailings. But you've kind of got a history in chrome and zinc. So where's the focus of the company going forward? Do you, do you park up uh, chrome? Do you park up the zinc? Um, or do you do all of the above? Sure. So let's just quickly talk about the chrome side. So that's a South African base. Our South African base has reached a dramatic growth uh, and is reaching that stable level now. Yes, we have some organic growth planned on both chrome and PGMs. Uh, we continue to expand our resources available to our facilities in both Chrome and PGMs. Um, in, in Zambia, what, I mean, our initial foray into Zambia was on the back of zinc. Um, and we commenced construction last year uh, after acquiring the facility on the 24th of August of our zinc refinery. We unfortunately were forced to halt construction with COVID-19 regulations kicking in and, and withdrawing our engineers um, from Zambia back to South Africa. Um, but this, I mean, we will, we will still complete our zinc, but in comparison to the copper, it's dwarfed by, by, by the sheer magnitude of copper. Um, you know, just to put in perspective, our zinc tailings dam, which is large, is 6 million tons. Our, own, our first copper transaction is 150 million. So it's a total different order of magnitude. Um, that copper brings to the company. Okay, because I think, and again, for investors kind of looking into the company, Zinc has not had a, a good, well, it's had a good ride in the last month or so, but that's expected to drop off again when people start returning to you know, production. Um, so there's not a big emphasis by you on Zinc, but it's still there. You've started a process for the 6 million tons. You've spent some money on it, but in relation to the total size of uh, what you're going to be doing, it, it's insignificant. Uh, how much more money are you going to be spending on, the, on that whole zinc circuit? We're funding it with our own cash. Um, we're investing roughly another $11 million in total into that facility. And it's an important part of uh, what we are doing. Um, because remember that part of what the zinc project does, which it brings with it other metals, um, is we're cleaning up the footprint that was a, a previous uh, very hazardous tailings facility that was lying in the felt in Zambia. And that footprint we claim cleaning up, modernizing, sealing, becomes the footprint for our future waste that we will be depositing from our refinery in a more modern uh, enclosed facility. Question. So I get the ethical, responsible um, purpose uh, that that's while you're doing it, and it's good news for the Zambian government and reputation, etc. Can you make money on it? Yeah, well, absolutely. Remember that why you can make money, and you're quite correct, zinc has pulled back. Um, it's looking a bit shaky, its price at the moment. Um, you know, that's also partly why we in Zambia ensured that we had this diverse focus, base metals, copper, zinc, um, so that we're not exposed to some single element that uh, has a run in the market um, and, and, our, and our earnings are fully exposed to that. Um, South Africa is a brilliant example of that where Chrome has had a torrid time over the past six months, but PGMs are doing superbly well um, because of its support for its prices. Um, so yes, remember that when we do the zinc, we bring out vanadium and lead out of that process. So yes, you make money, but the, the, the level of earnings that it brings to the company cannot compete. Uh, with what copper offers. Okay, so so how how else are you going to diversify the risk? Because you're South Africa, 
reputationally can can be tricky. You you've worked out how to work there. You 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 know you know the country well. Zambia feels today like a, a good place for for mining. Um, where on the horizon are you looking elsewhere for obviously you know you know these bigger type scale deals? You mentioned Chile earlier. What's the reality? Um, absolutely yes. Um, we fully agree with you. Um, we have we've recognised that. Yes, we, we're operating in maybe in, in, in areas that investors might regard as risky um, in both Zambia and especially South Africa that doesn't quite attract best of news flow at all, you know, um, some, sometimes. Um, so, yes, very much so. We're looking at diversifying into other jurisdictions because it's so transportable what we do. Um, it's not locked to South Africa or Zambia. So very much so we are engaging with entities outside of um, South Africa and Zambia, and of course, the traditional mining areas. Europe has traditional mining um, areas, uh, Chile, Australia. Um, there are known mining jurisdictions, all of which seek similar solutions. The modern world has changed. You know, there's, uh, I don't think, you know, it's difficult to find capital to develop a mine that might, in seven years from starting the project, deliver uh, earnings. We're speaking of projects that within two years are constructed and are delivering earnings. Um, so it's a, you know, the world has changed when it comes to looking at waste. Yes, there is the responsibility and, and the fact that it's environmentally uh, the right thing to do to, to, to process them in, and install it in a more modern facility. But equally, uh, it's a very good place to put your capital um, because of the returns it offers with the right partner um, and the timeline between commencing a project and going into operations. Okay, let me let me talk about your share register, okay? Because you know your market cap's right, 74, 75 million pounds. Um, nice sort of steady steady growth in terms of what, you know what you're doing, and obviously hopefully some scale now. A lot of retail. You've got a certain type of institution in there, there at the moment, but do you think with this scale you're going to be able to attract? The, the, the bigger institutional players to take bigger positions and you kind of shore up the the, the share register in, in, in a way because it's it's kind of it's kind of you're in that in-between stage it feel it feels like you're not you're not necessarily small anymore but you you're not really being noticed either um, so are you having conversations are you getting conversations with those bigger institutional players yes we certainly are um... It's a process of education and uh, update and ensuring, as you correctly said, at what point do you offer the scale for their entry? Um, so very much so. We are uh, in, in those discussions, in those engagements with the large institutions. Of course, you're quite right. We've slowly migrated um, our um, share portfolio from being absolutely dominant retail. And we're thankful for the retail because they bring the liquidity and support in our, in our share price. But we've slowly been migrating, first of all, bringing in the family offices, then uh, stepping up. Um, you know, we have Mighton uh, as a very strong supporter. We have Hargreaves as a very strong supporter in our register. Um, and you're quite right. It's not that in-between. It's now to step up to the other big, well-known names. And we very much are in those conversations with those groups. And for them, they are keeping a close eye because this copper-type project we've now secured is that type pivotal, pivotal point for our company where 
the large institution wants to see that you can scale up dramatically and you can uh, turn your company into a long-term sustainable earnings uh, company. And that's an inflection point um, that we were eager to demonstrate. Okay. Well, look, Leon, um, thanks for your time today. It's nice to get that update because like I said, we, we, we like this. It's mining without the risk. You know, or, as I say, you know, it's all that, all that kind of remediation com- component to it is also a very, very powerful uh, component here. I like that you're upping the game, 150 million tons of copper.